Hi again, everybody. Welcome into the Black and Blue Report podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Sean Kelly, and greetings today from Studio B at the Oscar Sports Performance Center, uh, the center of the week, Wednesday. And here we are with another great visit on our podcast series this week. The great Dane is with us. Yes, Pro Football Hall of Famer Morton Anderson. I think you'll find this to be some good therapy today. This is good stuff. Um, Morton Anderson obviously was here with us in New Orleans for the NFC Championship game, and then he currently resides in Atlanta where Super Bowl 53 was all this last week. He got to take part in all those facility, festivities rather, and um, did so as a Pro Football Hall of Famer. Um, and with all that happened with the NFC Championship game and the kind of thud of a Super Bowl and the Anthony Davis stuff <laughs> and the Pelicans injuries, some therapy might be needed today, and we've got just the guy. So some some serious talk here, um, but a lot of lot of really funny stuff too. Um, <laughs> I asked him about the NFC Championship game. I'll talk to him about Super Bowl week and what he did with his Super Bowl week. Um, but wait till you hear the stories about his Hall of Fame jacket. I called it a blazer. He calls it a jacket. Uh, that's going to keep you. So don't don't leave the interview, the visit, until you've heard about the jacket. Um, yeah, this is pure gold, pure Morton Anderson, to say the least. So thanks again to Daniel Sallerson for being here in Studio B with me um, to help put together this great visit, a good, good visit uh, with a good, good friend, uh, not only a friend of me, uh, but of all of you as well. And you know that every time you hear him speak and every time that he represents the New Orleans Saints and the city of New Orleans. So without further ado, here we go. Morton Anderson, our guest on this Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. This is the Black and Blue Report presented by SeatGeek. Here's Sean Kelly. Well, our next guest has been on this program before. We've introduced him a number of ways, deservedly so. But I find myself now able to just introduce our guest today as simply Pro Football Hall of Famer Morton Anderson. Doesn't that kind of encompass it all now, Great Dane? That has a nice, very nice ring to it. I, I, I approve. You approve. Does it, does it yeah. cover everything in your eyes? Yes, it does. It really does. Except for your career as a pop singer, perhaps. <laughs> I never quite reached those heights in, in that in that arena. We tried. <laughs> there was an album cover, though. I think. I think. You know. Oh boy. Yeah, we've covered mm. that before. I know. Uh, Morton, I did believe. you did you survive Super Bowl week in Atlanta, Georgia? Yeah, I had a really good time. Uh, was was downtown really all the way from Wednesday through the game. Went to the game. And did a really cool thing with Adam Vinatieri, who, of course, broke my scoring record uh, this past season. And we kind of, I kind of passed the baton to him during the uh, inside two minutes of the first half. They had a, an in-state presentation, so in-stadium presentation. So that was really fun to reconnect with Adam and just to let him know I, I was pr- I'm proud of him and you know, records are meant to be broken and that he's he's really done a great job for the 24 years he's played or 23, whatever it is. And they had to keep going. And when I when he hangs him up, I'll welcome him to uh, to the Pro Football Hall of Fame because I'm sure he'll be there. Yeah, I had no doubt about that. Morton, you carried that record for a long time. Did you think it would be broken at some point? Yeah, it's one of those, you know, guys have to play a long time to get that. And uh, I had it for 12 years and uh, I had a lot of fun with it. And 
Adam decided he wanted to go get it and chase it, and he accomplished it, so kudos to him. Isn't it, isn't it one of those records, though, that it's somewhat out of your hands? You only get to add to the number if you're called upon and if the situation is there, correct? Yeah, that's true. And Adam has been on teams that scored a bunch of points, so he's gotten there a little quicker than I did. But, um, you know, that's the nature of being a kicker. You have to wait your time and bide your time on the sideline, be ready when you're called on. And, you know, I felt I was for 25 years. I know Adam feels that that he's doing the same. So it's uh, it's a good thing. It was a great run, man. It sure is. Um, let me ask you about, you know, obviously we had Super Bowl week and the Super Bowl, but it's also time to find out the newest members of the Hall of Fame class, Morton. And were you in any way able to participate uh, in the activities around the knock on the door, perhaps from the other side this time around? I was just an observer, you know, and I wasn't partying. I actually walking around knocking on doors. That 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 is bestowed on uh, Dave Baker, president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but I think it's a good class. I was surprised we had four DBs uh, a little bit, you know, with Robinson on the senior list. I was very happy for Kevin Murray, uh offensive lineman, played for the Jets. I think he has ties to Baton Rouge and mm. Louisiana. So, really, we have three guys with Ed Reed and my way and um, missing one guy with Louisiana ties. Maybe you can help, Sean. Um, Johnny, Johnny Robinson. Yeah, Johnny Robinson. Yep. Um, so, you know, that's a that's a really that's a cool thing for Louisiana to be able to say, hey, we've got three products from the state that are now going into Canton, Ohio. Do you get free parking at the Super Bowl now that you're a Hall of Famer? Uh, we take a car service. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was in your town, though. What? How different did that make it this time around, Morton? It made it easy. You know, it made it easy. We. Uh, we were able to get a nice hotel downtown. Uh, my wife and I, we participated in about 11 events throughout the, the week um, and uh, really had a blast reconnecting with a lot of my, you know, a lot of players I played with, a lot of players I played against. We did Radio Row on Thursday and Friday. Um, I'm Evander Holyfield, myself, a brand ambassador for Certified Angus Beef. So we uh, we had a chef with us, and uh, walking around Radio Row with uh, Certified Angus Beef was a uh, was a layup. You know what I mean? <laughs> a lot of those guys are hungry uh, when they're sitting there for eight, ten hours. So we were very popular. Strangest thing you were asked on Radio Row? What was it? Oh wow. You know, a lot of guys brought up the poster and the uh, and the record that you alluded to in the beginning of the podcast. Um, I, I can't say really uh, that there was anything really bizarre. You know, a lot of that stuff is kind of you push replay, you know, and you got to do it again and again and again. I think I did 35 interviews on Thursday and about 30 on Friday. Wow. So my voice was, as he may be able to tell right now my voice is kind of challenged yeah. i guess so all the more reason i'm appreciative that you're able to join yeah. us here um post game how did atlanta do as a city um with hosting the super bowl they hadn't had it in a long time i think they did really well the venue was incredible um it's fairly easy to get in and out of the stadium again if you were attempting to drive downtown that was challenging because it's just too much volume but really, Atlanta downtown, you can almost walk everywhere uh, if, if you have good walking shoes. Within 20 blocks, 
you have the, most of the major hotels and attractions downtown. So <clears throat> logistically, I didn't think it was an issue. They had a lot of great venues for parties. And, um, you know, there were no major incidents that I'm aware of as far as uh, with law enforcement. There was a huge law enforcement presence. We were at the Marriott Marquis, which is a hotel that has over 1,700 rooms. So it's a huge hotel. There were bomb-sniffing dogs there. There were, there were you know, police presence everywhere. And, and that was the case all over the city. And I, there were plenty of... Plenty of ground t- transportation, Ubers, Lyfts, taxis. Uh, so that was, there was no issue at all. Hmm, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. The game itself, did you attend, Morton? I did. I was up in the Man of the Year suite with a, all of the uh, – with Chris Long, who won, of course, one Man of the Year, and all the the individual Man of the Year winners from uh, from all the cities and uh, from all the NFL cities. It was great. I, I met a lot of NFL legends, Hall of Famers up there, and – it was a boring game. Uh, you know, it really wasn't uh, much there. I I peaked at the halftime show. My favorite part was the SpongeBob part. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> I'll tell you, it's a it's a heck of a venue, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It's it's a beautiful venue, and uh, and it was it was packed, and there was it was pretty much ninety-five to five in favor of the Patriots. I don't think a lot of Rams fans have made the trip from the West Coast. Oh, I'm shocked by that, Morton. Come on. <laughs> um, the television ratings reflected your thoughts on the game. Uh, does that match up in your eyes? Yeah, I just think when it's low scoring, it was, what was it, 3 nothing at halftime. A lot of people that watch, watch for the halftime show, and then they, if it, the game is not really uh, happening, then they're going to, Thinking of tune out, but uh, especially because you know, especially uh, on the East Coast, if you got to get back up and work on Monday. But uh, it's just it was a defensive battle, a lot of punts. You know, it, it was. Uh, you know, I would have loved to have seen the Saints in that one because I think we could have moved the ball and scored some points. I, I agree. Um, you know. Yeah, and and I know you were at the game, but you know what was happening here in New Orleans, Morton, was this boycott bowl and and protest and basically a, a, just a turning away from the television in Moss. And, and I, did you get to see any of the, the newsreel footage or read any of the stories about the people in the streets here boycotting the Super yeah. Bowl? Well, I saw um, I saw a couple of photos of a huge crowd, and I'm not sure if it was in the warehouse district. It kind of looked like it was in the warehouse district, maybe Jackson Square even. Um, where it was packed with people, and it looked like there was, I don't know if there was a concert or whatever was going on, but uh, (laughs) it looks like we don't need a big excuse in New Orleans to have a good time. Hey, it's Tuesday. Is it Tuesday afternoon? Okay, let's have a good time. Yeah, no, I, yeah. And, and Morton, you're you're an international man. Could that happen anywhere else, you think? No, absolutely not. No way. No way can people rally around a... uh, a non-cause, if you will. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's uh, <clears throat> listen. As disappointed as, and I was at the NFC Championship game, and as disappointed as as I was in that lack of uh, in that no call at the end. I also, when I when they when I kind of calmed down a little bit, I started thinking. I said, well, you know, they had third and seven on their own forty-yard line. They ran a fake punt, and we didn't stop that. All right. Mm-hmm. 
we we kicked field goals instead of touchdowns in the first quarter when we probably should have gotten one touchdown out of it. So there's there's four points. So I get it. Um, I get it. That was a horrible no call. But we didn't help ourselves either. I mean, the, the Rams were famous for running that fake punt on that part of the field. So we didn't do our we didn't do our homework. I mean, uh, on on trying to stop on stopping that. And and we've sometimes done that to other teams, i.e. in a Super Bowl opening the second half with an onside kick surprise, you know. So <clears throat> I'm not saying uh, we don't we didn't deserve to be in the uh, in the Super Bowl at all, but there were there were times in the games that we didn't help ourselves. No, it's fair. It's fair, and I think that obviously our view down here is going to be different than perhaps those that you were around during Super Bowl week. I'm curious, Morton whether it be the national media that you spoke with on Radio Row or the legends that you were in the suite with during the game, A, was it a topic of conversation, and B, what was their take on it? It was a topic of conversation. Chris Carter, uh, I was at an event, a tailgate party on Sunday. He walked by me and laughed and said, have you stopped crying yet? You know, Because he had heard a couple of my comments that I wanted to throw up and all this when I saw the no call and all this stuff. And that somehow made it into the papers, which I don't care. But um, <clears throat> I think the general take is, hey, get over it. Uh, you guys could have taken care of business other ways besides that no call. They all agree it was a no call, okay? That was a bad call. I don't think that's debated. I think most of the legends, NFL legends, who have played the game kind of feel like not one play good or bad decides a game. So they, they kind of have a better, you know, maybe a little better perspective than the average fan because they, they played it. You know, they know there's 75, 80 plays in a game and not one. You know, one might stand out, but not one wins or loses it. It's a series of things that has to happen in a football game. Yes. No, I agree. So that, that's, you know, I don't know if that gives, <laughs> I don't know if people in New Orleans will be mad at me saying that or. <clears throat> But we just have to think rationally about it a little bit, too, you know, and, and I think bring some levity to the situation. The Saints the Saints had a great year. Uh, they got robbed with the no call, but there were other things in that game that could have helped them if they had taken their business. That's all. And that's I, pretty much a general consensus, I think. And I think it's a gentlemanly way of thinking about it, too. I, it, it, <clears throat> I agree. Um, Morton, do you think in any way that something will come – whether it be a, a new wrinkle in the replay or adding an official or something, maybe not using all-star crews, do you think something will come of it to where perhaps that doesn't sting another team down the road, something as obvious as that? I hope so. I, I hope we don't get that situation again um, because we could. I mean, the game would have been over had the flag been thrown. I just don't know if it's a no call. It's how do you review a no call? There's just nothing in the rules other than the commissioner can reverse and replay a game from a certain point. I didn't even know that rule existed until I saw it. <laughs> so um, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Yeah, well, if you ask the commissioner, he says he can't do that. But okay, you know. Well, it's black on white. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. The whole press conference that he had last week was, well, interesting, to say the least. Speaking of interesting, Morton, before I let you go, I do have to ask you a couple questions. Um, 
because I did notice that when you were here in New Orleans for the NFC Championship game, you did have your Hall of Fame blazer on, correct? Yes. All right, what is that thing made of? Is it like spun 18 karat gold silk or something like that? What is it, <laughs> no, is it made of? Hager, Hager Clothing Company makes it. I, I don't even know. I think it's, you know, for all I know, it might be polyester. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's got a really nice Hall of Fame lining with the logo of the Hall of Fame on the inside. Um, but I, I couldn't tell you what it's made of. I ought to know that. But you're the first one actually that's asked that question. I, I just thought of it when I saw you and I was like, God, I wonder what that's made of. Is that like, you know, like pure did you, gold? Did you think it looked good or do you think it looked cheap? Oh, no. I think it looks fantastic. And then you already kind of answered one of my other questions was, what's on the inside? And you said there's a, a special lining to uh, it. Yeah, it's like a silk lining with Hall of Fame logos all over it. And then on the uh, inside left is uh, my name, the year I was inducted, and my number, 304. That and then so the Hall cool. of Fame logo. And then there's a Hagger logo on the right-hand side on the inside. Okay. Um, so let's say you're at one of these big parties, right? And I don't know. You have shrimp cocktail. And, oh, yeah, I can't maybe. imagine this. I but know where you're going. I yeah. know where you're going. What if, you're going. <laughs> what if, like, already, you, you, it's already happened? Well, I ripped. I was on the suite level in the Superdome for the NFC Championship game. I'm with Jimmy Buffett. I'm with my wife. We're walking down, and my my Hall of Fame jacket gets caught on one of the uh, metal frames that are hanging outside the suite doors with the company name on it. Mm-hmm. It rips a huge hole in my uh, my shoulder of my jacket. So now I'm walking around with a big rip in it. So I get back to my tailor in Atlanta, and they go, you're going to need a new jacket. We can't fix it, so now i got to get a new jacket. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think we were going this route. I'm sorry. No. This, it happened. And, and there's no spare. You don't, like, have a spare one in the closet? I have a spare, but it's too big. It's too I lost big. weight, and then I, now it's too big. <laughs> so now i got to either get it tailored. So I'm going to see if I can move to third jacket. I was going to say, how does maybe this ripped one? Maybe this ripped one, I could do something for charity or something. I don't know. I, I, I that'd be a great idea. I mean, but how does that phone call go? I mean, who do you call, and, and what do you say? You call Hagger. You call. You call. I call Michelle Norris up in uh, in Canton, Ohio. I say, Michelle, uh, me again. I need another jacket, and she's going to roll her eyes on the phone. She's going to laugh, and she's going to say, uh, "You're kidding me, right?" I go, no, this is what happened. And I'm going to tell her the long story I just told you. And then she's going to go, oh, Morton, really? And then um, and then I'm going to be- beg some more. And then she's going to go, all right, I'll ask. And then, you know, I, I'm either going to get another jacket or I'm not. I don't know. I well, don't know how it's going to go. I-, I think they'll get you another jacket. If not, we'll, we'll, we'll make a call. I don't know. Maybe Sean Payton can help. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let me ask you this. Have you ever taken the, the jacket to the dry cleaners? Yes, but, you know, you don't don't dry clean it. You get it steamed. Okay. They have some kind of uh, – I have a dry cleaner that <clears throat> I've had a long conversation with him. He handles all the dry cleaning for the Falcons over here. So I've known this guy for, you know, since 95 when I started playing over here. So I said, uh, what's – what do we do with this? Because the emblem, the Hall of Fame logo is on the front of it. And like I said, the silk lining and blah, blah, blah. So I said, we don't want to shrink it. We don't want to fade it. He goes, the only thing we can really do is we have a hand steamer 
you know, we can give it a good steam, take all the wrinkles out of it. But the thing is, if there's spots, I had, on on my jacket I have a a, a, a point from a mark, like a sharpie. Yeah. Because the lady came up to me at an autograph signing and she had already taken the, the like the top of the sharpie off, and she she like launches the sharpie at me and it hits my jacket and makes a mark. <clears throat> I'm like, lady, really? I just gotten this jacket. So now I got a Sharpie mark on that. Then, of course, I had, uh, I had a glass of red wine. So I spilled red wine on it. Back to the cleaner. They got that off. This is so awesome. And then I had, uh, I was smoking a cigar. Of course, ashes get on it. Yeah. It's almost like I need to have <clears throat> like a, a, a full-length body uh, rubber bib, so that every time I wear the jacket, you know, my wife brings the bib. Hey, honey, time for the bib. Time for the rubber <laughs> Hall of Fame jacket bib. So you don't drool. This sounds like everything <laughs> that would happen to me if I had a jacket like that. You can't turn it inside out. No. Although that no, you can't. If they no. They reversible. They had. They would have something. Could you scotch guard it, Morton? Maybe that would do it. <laughs> oh. Are are yeah. there are there rules about when and what you can wear the jacket with? It's up to you. Okay. But they don't. They frown upon you giving it to other people to wear to take pictures. It's meant for you. Correct. I get that part. Although I will say this, I made an exception. <clears throat> when I got inducted in 2017, my high school coach, who introduced me to football in 1977, Coach Wilbur, made it in there. He was deathly ill at the time. And he was there with his wife and one of my old teammates from Ben Davis High School, Mark Wilson. And... He sat and watched my speech, and then we met up at the after my after party. And I, I made sure I got there early because I knew he wasn't going to be there very long. And so we had about a 30-minute time win window of opportunity to sit and talk, which I did. And I expressed my gratitude uh, to Coach Wilbur. I expressed the fact that without him, I, I would not have been introduced to football, and I certainly wouldn't have a gold jacket. And here, Coach, please put this on. Let's take some pictures. No, 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 I can't do that. It's yours. I know that, you know, I said, no, please. And so it got very emotional. He put the jacket on, and we took some great photos. We had great conversation. And then the following Tuesday, he passed. So... Wow, what a what a powerful you know what a powerful moment what a what an what an honor and what a great gift that he was able to be there uh, for me and my family and and I'm so happy that he had that experience. Oh, me too. That's a great yeah. way to kind of wrap yeah. up our conversation. I am so glad I asked you about the jacket because we got to end with that. <laughs> Not to mention the other stuff. Great Good. stuff. I'm glad. Glad to be on, on, on your show. It's fun. Thank you. Morton, what's next? What are you going to do this spring? You probably have some wild, crazy adventure, don't you? 
I have a keynote speech in two weeks in Austin, Texas for certified Angus beef uh, in front of 200 sales leaders. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and then I go to the Caribbean with the family for spring break. And then I have 16 Danish golfers coming in for the Masters. And we're going to the Masters on Sunday and we're playing like eight rounds of golf in Atlanta. Um, what could go I'm wrong with that? <clears throat> everything. <laughs> and it will. That sounds awesome. Uh, my wife always says, live your best life. Sounds like you are, my friend. Well, live in the present. You know, live in the present. Uh, there's no other place you could possibly be anyway. So, you know, do good work for others. Live in the present. Have a sense of humor. Laugh at yourself. Laugh with others. And, uh, and enjoy life, man. And be the light, not the shadow. Absolutely. I knew you'd be the right guy to have to help us get past all this crap the last couple of weeks. You're the man. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Pro Enjoy Football it. Hall of Famer Morton Anderson, our guest here on the Black and Blue Report. So, was I right? Was that not therapeutic? That was fun. Uh, big thanks again to Morton Anderson uh, for being our guest here on this edition of the Black and Blue Report. You know we're going to have him back again. Uh, but we'll get him through his uh, speaking engagements and Caribbean vacation and all of that. And uh, we'll certainly bring Morton Anderson back. I'll have to think of something to ask him next time, uh, we've exhausted the Hall of Fame jacket conversation. Or maybe, actually, the way he talked about it, there might be an update. There could be even more when it comes to the chronicles of the Horton Anderson Hall of Fame jacket. All right, so that'll do it for us here on this Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Don't forget, later on tonight, Pelicans at Bulls, uh, hoping that maybe some of the guys come back from injury for this ball game tonight. We'll have it for you on the radio, of course, on the New Orleans Pelicans radio network. Uh, Fox Sports New Orleans has the television coverage. And then a back-to-back home and road later on this week. Friday night at home against the Memphis Grizzlies. That is a later tip-off at home because of national television. 8.30 tip-off on Friday night. And then on Saturday, the Pelicans are on the road against the Memphis Grizzlies. And then next week, we'll have two home games. Hallelujah. It'll be the first time that we've had two games in the same city consecutively in over a month. That's amazing. With that, have a great rest of your Wednesday. I'm Sean Kelly. We'll see you next time right here on the Black and Blue Report podcast.